This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. Yeah, I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time or is this the start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive in with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we suggest that you scroll up and start at episode one. However, if you do want to dive in and you're feeling brave, then don't let us stop you. Here at GSI, we unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And of course, we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. We're deviating away from our chapter structure. Keeping things fresh. Just as we get towards the end of the year, we there's a few topics that we know are um, of interest of to the equity mates community or we think they're important to touch on, but there might not be quite enough meat on the bone to get a full chapter out of it. Uh, so this is our just one-off episodes, I guess. That's it. One but, hit wonders. But this is an important one. We're going to be talking dollar cost averaging and let's start with a question. Yes. What's more important, timing the market or time in the market? Come on, Ren. Time in the market. <laughs> and let's follow it up with a second question. Uh, when's the right time to buy? There is, uh, well, I mean, it depends who you ask. Okay. Uh, experts, I think, would definitely have a different answer to this. You're an expert. Don't sell yourself no, short. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I think, uh, in fact, I know experts have a different answer to this. But for us, um, there is no right time. The right time to invest was 20 10 years, years ago. ago. The next best time was today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like uh, experts would would say that they can time the market, and some might. Well, be able not to time the market, but they have strategies on when to enter positions. If that makes sense. If that's not time in the market, then well, they're not saying I'm going to buy it when we hit the bottom, but they're like I'm going to hit it at a strike price, or yeah, yeah, when it yeah, hits okay. a you know valuation, or yeah. when momentum indicators are telling me. They're yeah. not they're not necessarily saying I'm timing it when we're at peak or trough you know what i mean i do but i think that's all still timing it yeah but they'll wait for it they're not like picking do you know what i mean like they'll wait for a price to hit which is not them going oh we're at the bottom i I know what you're saying and and this shouldn't be an argument (laughs) but i think there's timing the market can be more than just picking the top or the bottom yeah yeah yeah. 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 (laughs) but look so anyway that aside um dollar cost averaging is the 
I guess, the superpower for the everyday investor. It allows us to to, I guess, average into positions over a long period of time and really take a lot of the stress and the concern out of, is this the right time to invest? Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to define it. We're going to talk about why we think it's important. Uh, We're going to talk about how you actually put it into practice and a few platforms that can help you put it into practice. Uh, We, in our book, we worked through some examples of companies that we could dollar cost average into and what it would mean. Like we did the math. So we'll talk about that. So we've got a lot to cover in this episode, but before we get into that, uh, Bryce, we've got a few big things closing out the year here at Equity Mates. As always. As always, and not none bigger than the inaugural Equity Mates Awards. That's it, Ren. Equity Mates Awards are fast approaching. It's the first time we've done this and we're really excited about it. We're giving the Equity Mates community the opportunity to highlight some of the amazing things that have happened this year and to reward the industry, reward uh, some of the, the guests and experts and community members that have all contributed to uh, Equity Mates Media this year. So nominations are open and we're looking for five categories. We're looking for you to nominate in one or all of the categories. Uh, Uh, based on some of the content that we've created this year or some of the products and platforms that are important to you. So we're looking for nominations for Expert Investor of the Year based on uh, experts that have come on any of the Equity Mates media podcasts. We're looking for Community Member of the Year. We're looking for uh, Platform of the Year. So think, you know, your brokers, think uh, research platforms, tracking platforms. We're looking for ETF of the Year. So your favorite ETF. And we are also looking for Business Leader or CEO of the Year based on episodes that we've done this year. So once you hit your nomination, the form will be in our show notes. We'll then um, name the finalists and it'll be an epic closeout to the year. Yeah, here at Equity Mates, across all of the podcasts that we have, we've managed to build a great community of retail investors and we want to use the power of the Equity Mates community and the power of the retail investing community to reward some of those people and platforms that are doing the most for the retail investor community. There's plenty of awards in the top end of town in the institutional side of the market. Uh, Let's make that retail investor voice heard. So that's it. uh, Jump to the link in the show notes and submit your nominations. And then when we have the finalists, we'll um, put them out to the vote for the equity. We'll put that out to a vote from the equity mates community. Okay, Ren. So uh, DCA dollar cost averaging before we jump into the what is it? Let's use the 2008 global financial crisis to couch what we're saying today. Yeah, this is my this is one of my favorite investing stories. Uh, and for me, this is just an investing story about why you don't need to worry about timing the market. So global financial crisis, um, a lot of us remember what happened. If we don't remember it firsthand, we've watched the big short. And essentially, it all really kicked off on a Monday, Monday the 15th of September 2008 to be specific, when Lehman Brothers, the investment bank, collapsed. If you had bought a fund, an index fund tracking the S&P 500 on the Friday before the Monday collapse of Lehman Brothers, that would have literally been the worst time to buy. You buy it on the Friday, on Monday, the bottom falls out of the US economy. Not great. No. You did not time the market well. And in the next six months, you would be hurting. In the next six months, you would have lost almost half your money. Down At the bottom, you were down 46% on the 6th of March, 2009. So you would have been kicking yourself on the way down. But 10 years later, 
even when you bought at the very worst time on that Friday before it all fell out, 10 years later, you would have more than doubled your money. Amazing. So you would have ridden it halfway down and then all the way back up through what you bought it for and then more than double, up 132% on the 12th of September 2018. Imagine what it'd be now. Oh, triple, yeah. more, yeah. And and sure, you know, if you'd bought right at the bottom, oh, you would have made cheering. more money. Yeah. But it's nearly impossible to pick the tops and the bottoms. And so for us, that's the important thing, that the market has historically always recovered and then some. And even if you look at the very worst points in history where you could have bought and then you zoom out over a long enough time horizon, you're always okay. Love the story. And uh, hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll understand what we mean by no need to time the market. And That's where dollar cost averaging comes in. So if you are just starting your investing journey, let's start with what it is. Uh, It's an investment strategy. You'll often see it um, in an acronym of DCA. You might hear people throwing around DCA. It stands for dollar cost averaging. And really it, it means that you invest equal amounts into an asset over a period at a regular cadence, at a regular interval, often in small amounts. So to give an example, you might have $2,000 that you start with rather than just investing the whole lot at once, putting it all into an ETF. You might invest $20 every fortnight, $100 every month, uh, the same amount at the same period of time at the same cadence. You would have heard, you'll hear next week actually that we're talking to a mate uh, of ours, Flynn, who's very good at DCA and uh, you'll understand how he puts it into practice. But in its simplest form, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's no set rule about, you know, you have to do it weekly, monthly. Uh, Flynn, the guy we're speaking to next week, uh, he sometimes DCAs daily. Yeah. I was like, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the key thing is whatever works for you based on, you know, how often you get paid, um, you know, like what your cash flow is like. And then uh, the second thing to keep in mind is, the cost of brokerage, but we'll get to that later. Mm. The key thing is there's no hard and fast rules, but it is about creating rules that work for yourself to take the decision-making out of when to buy and how much to buy. It's like an automated strategy to get into the market. And I just want to give a shout out to the Equitymates community. There's a lot of you out there who have started the investing journey, come across, come across this concept early and really want to put it in place. The amount of questions that we get about DCA, how to do it, how should I think about it? I really want to be just putting in 500 a month and not looking at it. I think that's really positive and, and a great way to start your investing journey because there's it really is a good tool to help build wealth over yeah. a long period of time. We should also give a shout out to the Tash Invests and the Invest with Queenies of the world. I think they've they've done a, a lot in this space helping educate people um, about dollar cost averaging. Mm. We've covered the key reason why, which it takes it takes the emotion and the decision making out of buying and selling. The other thing that is great about dollar cost averaging is it allows you to buy more of the shares of a company when the market is down and less when the the market is up, which means it sort of averages down your your buying price. Yeah. And to explain what I mean by that, if I'm putting a hundred dollars a week into an ETF and the market is down at and the ETF is trading at ten dollars, 
I buy 10 units for my $100. If the market shoots up to, and the ETF is now trading at $50, I only buy two units because I'm just putting $100 in every time. Mm. So it allows you to average out the selling price and you generally won't buy, you, well, you won't buy too much when it's too expensive. Mm, mm. Yeah, I love this concept. It really, for someone, you know, it's important to understand the emotions that, you know, come with investing and who you are as an investor. But for me, this really just just calms the mind. And if you can stick to it over a period of time and understand the power of it, just putting in that $100 every month, not being concerned if the market's going up, not being concerned if the market's going down. It's uh, it's a great strategy. So that's, a, I guess, an overview of what DCAing, dollar cost averaging is, and why someone does it. Let's get really practical now and talk about how we do it and key considerations. And let's talk about our own personal experience with dollar cost averaging. And just, it's important to stress that how we do it works for us but there are plenty of ways to do it. You know, Flynn, who we speak to next week, uh, does daily dollar cost averaging. I definitely don't do that, but we are both dollar cost averaging in a way that works for us. But let's start with the dollar cost averaging that everyone in Australia who works a job does. Yeah, superannuation. Your dollar cost averaging, you don't even know it. That's it. You've all been DCAing since you've started working and the whole idea of it is to take the emotion out of it and, you, you know, there's no better example than superannuation. Your employer pays you the same amount every fortnight, every month, so the same amount of superannuation comes out of your paycheck and goes into the same baskets of stocks every month. The market goes up, the market goes down, your superannuation keeps going in and over a long period of time, we know the benefits of doing that. So, you might not think you're dollar cost averaging. You might not even think you're investing, but through superannuation, you are both investing and you are dollar cost averaging. So that is uh, the first way in which both you and I are DCAing, Ren. So yeah, we're all we're all dollar cost averages. Um, the government has snuck that into all of our lives, but we're saying you shouldn't just rely on that. You should also take take that concept and apply it to your everyday investing as well. So let's talk about how we do it. I'm going to guess that we both do it in a similar way in the sense that we have a core and a satellite approach to our portfolios, which we've touched on a few times before on this podcast. But the core is those key ETFs that set and forget. And then the satellite is where we you know, maybe try and time the market or pick an individual stock or buy some crypto and stuff like that. And I'm going to hazard a guess that for both of us, uh, the core is basically all dollar cost averaging. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're paid, I used to be paid monthly in corporate world. So I DCA monthly. Now I'm paid fortnightly. So I DCA fortnightly and I just go down the list of ETFs that I have in my core portfolio. That's how I do it. Where you can slip up is if you have five ETFs and you you need to be careful about the brokerage you're paying and that sort of stuff. And of course there are platforms now that don't charge uh, brokerage on ETFs and we'll get to that in a second. But where you can slip up and and lose the theory of DCA is if you start handpicking which ETFs you're going to buy into and the cadence of doing so becomes uh, out of whack. And what I mean by that is if you have five ETFs and all of a sudden you're buying two of those five more often than not, then you're not actually truly doing it at the same cadence every time, every time, every time. Yes, you are putting it in every fortnight or whatever it may be. But I think the important thing is you keep keep to that sort of strategy. So I'm doing DCA into ETFs fortnightly. 
and then my satellite is a little different. What yeah. about you? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few uh, key ETFs, few key index funds um, that I dollar cost average into, and it's just down the list. It's what's the next one? Yeah. What's the next one? What's the next one? Yeah. 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 Really important. How, how do you think about it when it comes to individual stocks? I don't dollar cost average into individual stocks. Some people would make the argument that you can, and I would agree with that for probably more of those like safer blue chip stocks, you know, the Woolworths or the Alphabets or the Microsofts or, you know, some of those massive businesses that are, that you can be pretty confident are going to be around. Um, but that's not something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for most people, it's not something they need to worry about doing. Just because individual stocks are more volatile and there's more factors that could come into play uh, that could affect a company's fortune. Whereas the concept with dollar cost averaging works when we're buying the whole market, because historically we've seen that the whole market just consistently and continuously grinds upwards over a long period of time. Sure, there's periods where it will be down. There are periods where it could lose up to half its value, more than half its value, and that that hurts. But historically, it's always recovered. You can't say the same thing about thematic ETFs or about individual stocks. I believe there is a is value in using DCA to get into stocks. So if you have five grand that you're, you know, you're sold on Microsoft or Afterpay or whatever it is, you're sold on this company, you don't have to put the five grand in straight away because then you're exposed to one entry price. So you could say that five grand, I'm going to put in 500 a week over the next 10 weeks. Yeah, that's completely fair. For example, and not um, have one entry price. Yeah. Um, And that's how you might think about DCA into individual stocks. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess if you look at how professional money managers do it, they will never enter a position well, very rarely will will they enter a position all at one time. Yeah, you know, it'll yeah. start being a small percentage of their portfolio. They'll get to know the company more and more. They'll grow more confident. They'll make it a larger position. That is completely fair. That's not something that I do. Mm, but yeah. again, like as long as you have a rules based approach and you stick to it and you're taking the emotion and the decision making out of it, that's the step in the right direction. Mm. So, what other key considerations uh, are there when it comes to DCA? I think there's probably two other things that come to my mind. I'm sure you've got others, but uh, the number of assets mm-hmm. and then the conversation around brokerage. Yeah. So let's maybe let's start with the number of assets. And I guess here it's like the total number and then also like the split across different asset classes. Yeah, yeah. So how do you approach that? Well, for me, I like to run a reasonably concentrated portfolio. So we've mentioned before, you know, you might have five ETFs that – you would hope are reasonably diverse and not too much overlap to begin with. You need to do that sort of homework to start. And then I just go down the list. So, I mean, there's not much more to it than that Mm. from my point of view. I think a lot of people get caught up in saying, I have $200 but 10 ETFs, how do I DCA into that? Well, you know, you're just not going to be able to do that. So you need to have a systematic approach to, to actually splitting across multiple assets. But yeah. Be careful about having too many ETFs. Yeah, definitely be careful. There's only so many things that you can invest in. Yeah. Um, so I don't have like an all-world ETF because if you look under the hood of an all-world ETF, it's basically a all 75% US <laughs> yeah. uh, ETF. Yeah. Um, 
but I have a, an American one, a Australian one, a European one. Do you have a, a property? Yeah, I've got one real estate and then I've got some other, like I've got gold, but I don't dollar cost average into that. I just have a little bit. Um, and now with crypto, I'm even considering whether I want to keep that, but I've got it still. So, and I, I just go down the list. The other thing that I do is I also use Bamboo. What we are talking about here and what we what platforms we use, there are always other alternatives. So don't take the fact that we're, we use this one as this is the one that is right for you. Like do your research and figure out what, what works. But for me, Bamboo is a really easy way to dollar cost average into cryptocurrency because it just rounds up my spending. Yeah. yeah. You just need to make sure that you have it set. And I think Bamboo and Ray's both do it. Like they will put in, they'll wait until the roundup hits a certain point. So it's 50 bucks every single time. Mm. But if you're putting $2 here, $5 there, $1 here, $3 there, technically it's not really dollar cost averaging. That's just putting money in when it's available. But I think both platforms do it on a regular dollar amount. Like they'll always put in 50 bucks each time. 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like maybe it's not dollar cost averaging, but it's, it's but just round, consistently round putting ups, money Roundups are like 85% of the way there. Yeah, like absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I think if people wanted to call that dollar cost averaging, I would have no problem with that. Yeah. It's it's not the technical term for dollar cost averaging, but yeah, it's- um, Oh, right oh, Mr. <laughs> bloody Webster's over here. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I completely agree. All right. Well- <laughs> So any, how do you approach the asset stuff? I've done my research with the types of products that I want and then I just go down the list. All stocks or like property, golds, what are we talking? So um, very similar to you, I've got ETFs that cover US, Australia, Europe, then I've got um, property. I did have gold, I don't anymore. I've got crypto, actual crypto, not I like an ETF crypto. Uh, then I have a couple of thematic ETFs, the semi, the hydrogen, those sorts of things. Um, oh, how how much money are you earning? Are we getting paid the same? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting money into all of them every fortnight. That's the thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So I go down the list. Hydrogen and semi are re- new, new additions. Yeah. So I, I need to think through that. But yeah, I, I literally just go down the list. Yeah. I don't really dollar cost average into those thematic ETFs. I will put money into them at different intervals yeah but for me i think of them it's like core and then like core light and then satellite yeah Yeah. core plus yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they're not satellite like there's still a lot of that you know multi-decade set and forget but it's like the level of risk is one step more than just like a stock market index yeah yeah my biggest learning has actually been to Two dollar cost more into stocks that are winning in yeah. satellite. It's honestly not a bad play. Yeah. Um, if you were just dollar cost averaged into Amazon, exactly for or the last Google twenty years, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the question is. How likely are you to pick the next Amazon? That comes before the DCA, I think. It's like you got yeah. to pick your stock first. But I think for but, me, it's like so, if sorry. The one other thing is, if you had ten grand to put into Amazon. And you were convinced it would make sense to just put the 10 grand oh, in, not to spread it out, but it's more as you get paid, putting more into the position. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like as you're recognizing that this stock is just winning, one strategy is to actually just keep putting more money yeah, in. Yeah. And um, the thing is to stick to that strategy. Like, don't just cherry pick, I'm going to put another 10 grand in and then forget about it. It's kind of just 
keep keep doing it and mm. as, as it wins. And I, I think that's a lesson from me um, with some of the stocks that have run in my portfolio, just thinking back on what could have been. Yeah. But, yeah, so I just stick to the strategy, go down the list. And same as you have bamboo um, and I, I, don't, I don't run raise anymore or anything like that. Yeah. So a final consideration is brokerage and we're going to have a chat about that in a second as well as some of the platforms that will help you do it. But before we do, we'll just take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Ren, it's all well and good to want to buy every day like Flynn, which we'll hear next week. It's all well and good to want to buy monthly. But one major consideration is the cost at which uh, these platforms or your your strategy is going to be... Um, taking out of your bank account. And put very simply, the you know, back in the day when we started investing, Comsec was probably the cheapest on the market at $20 brokerage and your minimum investment was $500. And so if you were saying every fortnight I was going to invest the minimum in two ETFs because I could put $1,000 into the market, $500 in each, that's two sets of brokerage, that's $40 a fortnight being taken out because of um, brokerage. Because of brokerage. And, you know, like it might not feel like a lot, but it's 4% every fortnight that you're starting down mm, because yeah. that $1,000 turns into $960. And so it means you whatever you've invested in has to do 4%, uh, well, a bit more than 4% just to get back to even. Mm. That's in a nutshell where brokerage can hurt. And if you just did the the maths on that, like let's say every fortnight you were paying Comsec forty dollars to invest, you know, over the course of the year, that's over a grand. So yeah. the good news is, though, Ren, that since uh, we started investing and Comsec was the platform, there are now plenty of platforms. Also, this was that wasn't meant to just have a crack at Comsec. No, Comsec yeah, have course. brought their brokerage down, and you know they're competitive but that's when you're the when you're the biggest player in the market people use you as an example so look there are a good the good news is that there are now platforms that charge zero dollar brokerage so you can get into those positions without costing you a cent or there are um, platforms that offer very cheap brokerage and so it's now m- much more accessible to put into place a, a dollar cost average strategy um, some shout outs go to obviously superhero and stake who both have zero dollar brokerage on us stocks uh, this is not sponsored and also superhero who have zero dollars on etfs i think self-wealth also have a promo at the moment at the time of recording on zero dollars into e- etfs again not sponsored but if you're looking to do um, small amount in- investing into broader market uh, products as well have a look at raise it takes your spare change and invests it when you hit a particular dollar amount and then also for crypto bamboo is a great one again it's it's a micro investing app so plenty of platforms out there for you to start putting cash into the market i feel like you gotta give one more a shout out okay that's built its whole business model around dca oh perla yeah yeah but um they do have pretty uh they i think they're 995 
Oh, really? For a trade or it's uh, $0 brokerage ETFs if you hold them for more than a year. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, but you still yeah. have to pay it up front, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and then they refund you. Something like that, yeah. Jeez, that's confusing. I could be wrong and, and apologies to um, Perla if we are, um, but from, yeah, but they certainly promote the idea of, of uh, long-term thinking. Yeah, DCA. they- yeah. They founded the Get Rich Slow Club. They did. Yeah, which I feel like we one of our sayings for years has been, if you try and get rich slow, you just might do it. And so I'm not saying they've ripped us off, but I'm saying they might have ripped us off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, that kind of brings us towards the end of the episode. I think the main thing for me is there is no I have to DCA or I don't have to DCA as we've both um, highlighted we take the approach of DCAing into our core and then uh, our satellite portfolio with our individual stocks we have a bit of a, a different approach so don't feel like you need to come up with a strategy for dollar cost averaging and that's the only way that you can get get into the market it's just one way that you can start to build wealth over a long period of time yeah now I did pull some examples from our book that spoke about dollar cost averaging into individual shares. Do we want to talk about them? Or? Well, let's give a shout out to the book because there's a pretty comprehensive sure. chapter shout on out DC. To the book. Yeah. Yes. Available on Amazon at the moment, 42% off, $19. So head across to our Amazon or Booktopia and get, get started investing. Or go to your local bookstore and ask them if they've got it. Yes. And if they don't, ask them to order it. Why don't you give us one example to close out? There's a few that we pulled out. We looked at CleanAway, we looked at Coles, we looked at Webjet. Webjet is probably the the best example of the power of dollar cost averaging rather than investing in a lump sum. We wrote the book uh, sort of mid-November 2020 and we looked at the year that was. So from the start of 2020 to when we were writing and the premise was if for the first six months of 2020 you dollar cost averaged in once a month, or if you just bought it all at the start of 2020. And if you'd bought uh, Webjet at the start of 2020, you'd be down 56% on your investment because of COVID. But if you dollar cost averaged in and bought on the first of every month for six months, you'd still be down, but you'd only be down 8%. Nice. Because the stock you bought pre-COVID would be down significantly, down that 56%. But then the stock that you bought at the depths of COVID would actually be up because it fell so much and then it started to recover. Yeah. And so in that example, dollar cost averaging just smoothed out the incredible highs and lows of the year that was 2020 for travel stocks. Mm, mm. That same example held with Coles, uh, although Coles had a really good year in COVID because of panic buying, toilet paper, all that stuff. And then CleanAway had a pretty flat year. So we had some like different types of examples but similar story with CleanAway, you know, even though it was relatively flat for the whole year, it was up 2.5% for the for the whole time. Within that, there were some highs and lows and dollar cost averaging just smoothed it out. And I think no better example of uh, the power of DCA with the market crash in 2020 from COVID. If you were just putting money in, you would have got the climb up to it, you would have got the bottom, you would have then enjoyed the run all the way up that we're seeing at the moment. So. So if you would like more info, definitely go and check out the book. We cover it uh, in a bit more detail. Uh, there's plenty more examples similar to the one Ren just spoke about that talk through um, you know, the difference between uh, buying in bulk or uh, DCA. So uh, make sure you buy that or buy it for one of your friends for Christmas. So final thought to leave it with, you know, we grow up as investors, we hear about buy low, sell high. Yes. Let's change that to buy regularly. 
Buy, 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 buy. Buy regularly, don't sell. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, that's a great way to finish it, Ren. Nice one. Stick around because next week, as we've mentioned, we're chatting with uh, one of our mates, uh, Flynn, who really takes the buy and don't sell to the next level. Well, he told so. us he'd never sold. Yeah. Well, then there was one caveat, but basically has never sold. Yeah. So, And he's been investing for a while. So for more info on that and to hear uh, a pretty pretty relatable journey, tune in to next week when we chat to yeah. Flynn. But otherwise, we'll chat next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.